Welcome back to Don't Call It A Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. No warm-up today because we're too excited. Mm-hmm. We're too riled up about the ending of Words of Radiance, which we have just finished. And a classic, classic Brandon Sanderson, big finish. Oh, yeah, huge finish. The Truly classic Sando with the climactic ending. But before we before we talk about the the finish, Luke, we've we've got to start mm-hmm. earlier in this section. Of course. And I think I want to start with mm, I want to start talking about this interlude we get that focuses on the diagram. Okay. Cuz this this turns out to be a pretty big thing that is yes. revealed and it comes from a, a revelation from the previous book that the king of Ja Kaved or whatever that city was, he was like, Carbreth. yeah, Carbreth, that was it. Yep, that king was like killing people to get their like words. And so this guy also has this diagram that he wrote and they're like following this master plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a bit of an issue with how they have categorized him. Okay, like categorize him in terms of the days that he's smart or not? Yes. Okay. So because mm, here's what they say. They're like, on the days that he's really smart, we can't let him out of his room because he comes up with really bad ideas. Mm -hmm. He's not smart then. Like you can't. (laughs) Here's my thing. Here's my thing. You can't call him a genius. I feel like the like. The label like genius is a different kind of description. I think calling him like a savant is different than a genius. Does that make okay. sense? Yes. It's this is the a very good point that I'm glad you bring up because I hadn't really considered it that that strongly, but but we need to. Because they have set it up in such a way that there is like almost a linear relationship between his the way that they consider him smart versus the like his compassion for people mm-hmm. or like inversely related, yes. right yes and so on his smart days they're like you can't do anything because you're a sociopath or psychopath whichever one but they're basing the entire thing off of his like "Quote unquote smartest day." Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, there seems to be a disconnect there, to me. Right. Part of it. So there's two parts of this that I think are busted. The first is like if he was truly a genius with like general intelligence that was way higher than everybody else's, then he would be coming up with policies that people were actually hype about. Like he wouldn't be coming up mm-hmm. with policies that people didn't want because he that's not a very smart thing. If we're talking about genius is just like smart and able to do anything, right? Like he would know when he proposed this policy that if you're too dumb, you have to kill yourself. Everyone would be like, I actually don't love that. Like if he was (laughs) truly generally intelligent, he would know that policy wouldn't fly. Like that's a part of being in like, that's a part of what I think of as like generally smart is knowing that that wouldn't work. So it's like very specific intelligence that he's gaining. It's not like broad, he's a genius, he can do anything. It's very specific knowledge that he's getting. Right. 
Right. Like he's able to deduct things. But I would argue that he's like, okay, okay, okay. Let me let me rephrase. So his like strength on his super good day is to be able to like predict things, deduct things, understand them, right? Mm-hmm. But he's very bad at like deciding what they should do based on that information, right? Somewhat, yes, yes. Depending on goals, I guess. Right. But which which makes me think that they should be like, okay, you had this great prediction, but your solution was terrible, so let's rethink it. Right. Let's maybe try and find an alternative means to accomplish what we want to here. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting, too, if you compare him to, like, Dalinar, because in both ways, they're getting a vision of the future, but... Mm -hmm. With this guy, they're, like, trusting that he's totally right with it. And with Dalinar, it's like, everybody thinks he's crazy. and they're But they both are getting visions of, like, what's coming. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, like, I like your... I think that the, the opposite end of the spectrum should be useful. Right. Right. And it seems like it kind of is. Like, part of his thing is he has to have a compassionate face. And he seems to be very compassionate when he is, like, not on his, what they call his smarter days. Right. But, I mean, it seems like it could be useful in, like, determining what they should do based on, in, like, interacting with the diagram. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, questioning things. Like, hey, I see that this action that we've decided to take might result in whatever but what if the 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 really kind thing that we decided didn't do was was actually better like that's a useful thing to bring up right exactly uh i will say too that brandon leaves this as kind of an open question like i don't think this is us disagreeing with brandon sanderson here because right he's at a certain point it's like directly addressed where they're like "Ooh, actually maybe we should come up with a different scale for measuring your intelligence because it seems like Mm-hmm. We didn't really get it today. Like, you're doing much better than we thought you would today based on your test. And he's like, no, 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 the test is fine. Which maybe it's on this guy. <laughs> well, like, yeah, that's, the the test was designed for the guy when he was, quote unquote, smart. And so it measures how, like, mathematically smart you are, not how compassionately smart you are. Right. Or emotionally smart, I guess. Right, right. So... Uh, yeah, maybe maybe we do need to rethink this scale, everybody. Right. That being said, the diagram's very cool. I've got a question for you, Luke. I've got a fun... Okay. Uh, maybe this is more of just a imagine this. Imagine that the diagram is a big joke. So here's here's what it was, right? This was in his supposedly smartest day he wrote the diagram, which is a guide to the future, essentially. Mm-hmm. If let's all right for the moment, let's assume that on his smartest day, he was like the peak of deduction and uh, like prediction. He chose to write this all over the room. So when they had to record it, they've recorded like where it was in the room and all that within these deductions. There's sometimes just series of numbers. So what if right. he was like, you know what would be really funny? 
You know, it would be hilarious. Like, because then you're, in my mind, his level of intelligence is even higher than it would be if this was all, like, straightforward and real. Okay. Because he's then elevating it to comedy. He's then saying, I'll make all these predictions and a lot of them will come true. But a lot of them, they're just going to read into stuff I've already written that's super general. Like, there's a traitor among them. Or, it's going (laughs) to rain on Tuesday. And they're going to think it's all legit. And then I'm going to have all these numbers in there. They're going to have no idea what the numbers are. Spend a bunch of time figuring it out. And it's going to be like 42069 or something. How funny is that going to (laughs) be? Right. That's very fun. Um. I, I I would hope that he I would hope that he did that. Yeah. Isn't it isn't it fun? I, just imagine imagine this. Imagine it's, it's a joke. I do also really hope. Well, okay, okay, okay. So he gets some things like super correct, right? That like, so it's it's real. It's not like he's just putting random things up, or at least some of it is real. no yeah absolutely he's still the level right. of intelligence that he can make these deductions and predictions right but right but i'm i'm curious how much like what's the accuracy percentage because like him guessing that i think that the like shin have a like the honor blades mm-hmm. that's like slam dunk between the legs from the three-point line but i worry right that's like a dan clouding our judgment where it's like right right but i worry that it might be clouding their judgment where like this was a great guess so they're giving it extra points but maybe there's like 10 guesses that were bad you know what i mean yeah i think you think that's possible i think it's definitely possible i think it's starting to happen too because i think they have as they get further from the day that he had this brilliant thought the future mm-hmm. is kind of deviating from it, from the plan. And so I think they're acknowledging that a little bit. Right. I, I will say they're definitely, he definitely had to have gotten some things wrong initially as well. And it, but, but here's mm-hmm. the thing, Luke, like, I feel like you only need to make one in 10 predictions that are like, wildly they're crazy right one in ten predictions that are super unlikely before you're trusting pretty much everything that this guy says sure because like okay if there's a one in ten chance he's he's right that there's an honor blade with the shen people then everything else he says you might as well follow up on it right you're saying the value of like the information following every lead is worth it. exactly yeah yeah which is why they've like poured over this document I mean, I think that that depends, right? Like, <laughs> that one's a super good one. So if they're all like that with, like, not very good consequences. But, like, if the one about murdering a bunch of people for their dying words is wrong, I don't know if wrong can really be applied here. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There could be some consequences here from following the diagram. And <laughs> I guess I should say this. Like... It's a very dark joke if this is a joke because it's it's right. requiring a lot of death. <laughs> a lot um, considering also like how many people he's sent uh Seth the assassin against. Yeah. It's yeah, it's kind of a lot there. Um another option that we haven't addressed mm-hmm. is 
he could be right about everything. And writing down in such a way as to manipulate future him and future advisors to like do certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's maybe, th- maybe the on the letter predictions aren't correct. Right. But he knows that by writing down this prediction or writing down this thing to do, it will cause something else that he wants to happen in the future. Even if that thing mm-hmm. doesn't actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. This is the next level, right? This is like, kind of getting close to similar to what I was saying with the joke, right? This is looking in the future and seeing what's going to happen and then being like, now how do I have to write this thing so that these things will happen? Right. Right. Yeah, I... mm, I don't know if I want to give him that much credit. Oh, sure. You know? Like, if he was truly that smart, he'd figure out a way to do it without murdering a bunch of people. Right? Right. So, couldn't have been that smart. It's <laughs> a, a good point. He, if he was that smart, just go to the storm father and be like, hey, bud, what's what's up? What's up? <laughs> what do we got to do? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. He's t- He's chosen a very roundabout way. Right. Of, like, saving the day. You know what I mean? Which we don't even know if that's what he's gonna do right like i mean his ultimate goal is to just like usher them or like to like ensure that the human race survives i think maybe so we okay we're assuming we can trust this sociopath who wrote the plan right we're assuming of course he's gonna tell us his plan is saving the human race because we're not gonna do it if he's like yeah the plan is to get a dope statue of me at the end like the dopest coolest statue right here's the thing even even like now when we when we have the his perspective Mm -hmm. that's his perspective on that day we know that on his super smart days he he like wants like people that aren't super smart to die right like maybe on the day that he uh like wrote the diagram his motives completely changed and was like no 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 humans surviving stupid not worth it not nearly as good i don't know we're gonna have a parshendi society oh pure mate form parshendi society and i'm gonna be the king the dream right right for some i guess the dream uh for this guy maybe (laughs) that's right that's right anyway up yeah the, the the diagram thing is is pretty wild Actually, since we're here, can 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 we do a brief review of the called shots that I've that I've had so far? Ooh, okay, okay. Because I've got I, I actually don't remember. I think I have quite a few actually. <laughs> All right, Luke, you're laughing like I like I don't have a ton of called shots here. I love I love these. First off, these moments. First off, uh, the Herald of Justice. I think I called that 100%. Mm-hmm. When I was like, what are the other heralds that we've seen? Herald of Justice. Right. Right. This was this was uh, Darkness, mm-hmm. right? The one who was, yeah, who was chasing Lyft and now is training Zeth. So slam dunk there. Mm-hmm. Uh, great job, Dan. Okay. Second one, the theory about the 
like danger in the world having to go up in order for the spren or for the surge binders to come back. Now, I'm not going to say this is confirmed, but what I will say is somebody else had the same idea because we learned about, I think it was one of the bridgemen whose like family, whose family died trying to bring back the Knights Radiant. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, Who was it? Was it Teft? It was one of our main, it wasn't Lopin, but it was one of our other main characters. Right. Well, so it was like, they were part of a cult. They would put themselves in mortal danger thinking that they would like their powers would come out. Exactly. Because their idea was like the world needs to be more dangerous for there to be more surge binders. It's interesting, though, because they went for more of like personal danger instead of like societal or danger. Right. It feels very much like the so the Sons of Honor seems to be that's the cult that like grave was uh, well that's actually kind of so the sons of honor is one of these cults that we learn about at the end and this was the group that grave was a part of and they seem to ascribe to the (sighs) diagram well okay i think grave is ghost bloods oh maybe amaram yeah amaram is the sons of honor you're right Mm -hmm. yeah so then amaram seems to ascribe to a similar cult where it sounds like he's trying to get the like his diagrams are how to bring the void bringers back and i think he's also trying to figure out i think that's his motivation is like if we bring the void bringers back the knights radiant have to come back too which yes is basically what i was saying now there was controversy as to whether or not we had heard this theory before in the books i don't remember if we did it's been a while since we read uh the first one the way of kings. Right. I'm still not sure if that's like the thing though, either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's it's the real thing that's bringing everything about. But you're you're just saying you're 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 here with Amaram. You're yeah, like well, and it sounds like Amar- it sounds like Gavilar was also a part of this group. It does, yes, because Amram was like, oh, Gavilar would be hype right now. We're doing it, right. And that also lines up well with the Parshendi concerns about Gavilar getting power because they were like, ah, we don't want to be void bringers, so we can't let you do your thing. Right. Now, we don't know if that was what was happening, but could be. <laughs> could be. Very well could be. <laughs> I, I guess we could count that as a called shot for Dan. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Last one. Last one that I want to call. Uh, because I think I nailed this one. And you've fought me on this one for a while, but it, with the revelations from this last chapter, you've got to agree that Shallan is a total psychopath. Oh, no. Is that... How are you denying this now? G- okay, give me give me your, your, like, what parts of this chapter. Here's what happened in this chapter. Here's what we learned about Shallan's past from this chapter. She murdered her mom. Granted, it was self-defense. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Then murdered her dad. Not in self-defense. Let's let's just break down that scene where she murders her dad. Okay? So she first poisons him. Which, fair, he's being, like, pretty violent and abusive. 
And it sounds like he's just murdered his new wife. So like, not great. Granted, I will say that's his first murder <laughs> that he's done. Because he didn't actually kill uh, his wife. Shalon killed his wife. Okay. So, we our perception of him changes a lot, right? And sh- uh, okay, yes, our perception of him does for sure change because mm-hmm. the first thing that we thought he did was is incorrect. I still think I I don't know if it's if he's done murders since, right? Though. Okay, like he beats the servants, yeah. F- constantly. Fine, 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 whatever. But let's just go back and think about what Shalon does. She poisons him. He thinks he's dead. She didn't quite do it all the way. So she takes out a chain that she's wearing and she strangles him to death while singing a lullaby to him. First off, very creepy, Shalon. Very creepy. Don't. We can't do that. Right. Second, he's like totally out of commish at that point. Like put him in a put him in a crate and send him to wherever. On a ship or, or something. I don't know. You have options. But instead, you're like, this guy I need to just kill. I can't deal with this guy anymore. I'll, I'll say she chose the worst possible option. Yeah. Which is like creepily strangling him while staring him in the eyes and singing. And singing, yeah. I think that that was a, I think that that was a poor choice. Is that not agree. a red flag that somebody is like a psychopath, Luke? <laughs> this is out of like a serial killer movie. Uh, it's also very yeah. convenient that she was like oh i forgot that my dad was innocent and killed my mom it looks bad yeah no totally uh-huh yeah it's looked bad this whole freaking book luke as i've been as i've made the case yeah yeah okay I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where to I'm go. I'm hearing no rebuttal actually. to this. Shalon is a psychopath. The scene is rough. <laughs> the scene is very rough. <laughs> but I mean, okay, okay, okay. Like currently, sure. She's doing like good things. So this is not to say that she's not like. <laughs> I. Uh, I don't really know where to go because like i still think that she's good i think you could be good and be a psychopath like you can do good things and have no regard for other people's well-being well i don't even think it's that okay i don't think it's that she doesn't have regard for other people's well-being all right i mean i don't know luke feels like it feels like a complicated character yeah very complicated character okay great Imagine how that's going to play when Adeline learns that she murdered her dad while singing a sweet little song. It would have, like, why couldn't you have just, like, stabbing him would have been, like, generally bad in terms of, like, you know, killing someone defenseless, Mm -hmm. but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, light years better. Way better than what actually actually happened. happened. Yeah. Granted, I I recognize I just brought Adeline in it. And at the end here, I know we're getting to a lot of stuff at the end. At the end here, Adeline doesn't do a great thing either. So maybe they're good for each other. Right. You know? Yeah. They both? I will say very different from Kaladin, 
which you said early Shallan was like the like shadow Kaladin, mm-hmm. which is I feel like a weird way to describe it, oh, but yeah. where Kaladin's stuff is like you have to do the correct thing regardless. And Shallan's is like like uh <laughs> like what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like results over everything. Like means over or yeah, yeah. Ends justifying all means. Yes. 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 There's no Shallan is not bound by anything. There is no rules that Shallan has to play by, which Pattern makes explicitly clear. Pattern's like, oh yeah, no, you don't have any other oaths to say. It was just the one little words at the beginning, and now we're you can do whatever. I don't care. Right, right. Some of these some of these orders are easier than others, I will say. I wonder if the restrictions are balanced out by the cool powers you get. Like, I feel like mm. most people would rather go with Kaladin's power. Like, flight sounds really cool. Right. I, I think most people would go flight over mm. Shallan's, which is like, you can make illusions, which also sounds very cool. Right. We we haven't learned about her soul casting part yet, though. That's a good point. Yeah, she hasn't done that very much. But I don't know what Kaladin's second one is. It's a good thing there's more books, huh? <laughs> Seems like maybe Brandon was holding off, put it in a put it in a future book. Seems like it. But um, yeah, I mean, so so we have we heard of other ones? I mean, so we know Kaladin's and, and Shallan's method, which Shallan's is like very cradle actually. Right, because you have like truths. I I assume truths about yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Yeah, she's Which basically very, like, in the White Fox un- clan, underlord, right? Mm-hmm. She does illusions. She has to have truths of herself to level up. Yeah, long yeah. lost Linden sister, maybe. It could be. I don't think they look a lot alike. No, but they really don't. You never know. So. Those are the theories that I like slam dunk got 100%. I want to ask you about a theory I didn't make because it felt like it might be too obvious. Okay. Did the Yasna reveal convince you the first time you read this book? Like of her dying, you mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you did like you think she was she dead died, I think the first time? Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I ha- I have a hard time remembering um I think it did. Mm, okay, so the reveal was like surprising to you at the end, the first time. You well, I will it. say there's a hint in here in the section that we read well before Yasna actually does come back that was unfortunate that our like our our break wasn't here so you could make the prediction, but um I think it became clear that she had faked her own death before the actual end of the book. Yes. What was the hint? Because I'm having trouble remembering what this hint was. In the in the diagram, mm-hmm. there's a thing where like has Yasna faked her own death yet? Oh shoot! I guess I wasn't reading those very closely. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh damn, Come on. Uh, I so could... what, did it did it convince you? No, not I'm at assuming all. now. I was like, I like when it happened when she supposedly died. I was like, okay, no, and because there's hints in the scene, and the hints that Brandon gave in the scene were like I think subtle enough. But they were enough for me to pick up on that. It was like, okay, so she's around somewhere. Part of it okay, was... Okay. G- give me the hints because I don't actually remember. Okay. 
So there's a couple hints. The first one is we don't know what Yasna's second ability is. She talks about having two powers. We know she can soul cast, but there's another one we don't know. Part of it is like just from an author perspective, he's not going to do that and then not ever tell you what her second power was. Like there's no way he's going to be like, leave you hanging with what Yasna's second ability was for the whole series. Okay. So that's like just from the literary perspective. And then in fiction, in the book, Shallan runs over to Yasna when she dies and she goes to her like room and she mentions that she didn't like stumble over Yasna's body, but she expected to. Okay. And that to me is the sign that like, okay, yeah, she's like, this is fake. And I, I get that's a small little detail. But it's enough. It's enough. If you reread that section. Well, you also have to be like when when a major character dies, you've got to be looking for reasons that they're not dead. So, right. Sure. I mean, we've said this. We've said this time and time again. If there's no body, they're not dead. This is a perfect if example. There's no recovered body. This even, is if a, we yeah. see, uh, even if we see the body. Yeah. Right. We okay. need a recovered body in a funeral. Otherwise, it's not. It's not real. It's not real. Yeah. Yeah. I will like when this happened, I think in our first episode, I don't even think that we talked about it, which was we didn't no. besides maybe like mentioning it. So um, it's because we both knew, you know. Yeah, Luke knew because he'd read it before and I didn't want to ruin it for our listeners. <laughs> Smart. That's very kind of you. You're welcome. Uh, but she's back. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, her and Wit have a good little a good little back and forth at the end i'm tired of in all of these books everyone really disliking the like funny guy everyone disliking wit wit everyone dislikes ethan in the cradle books well these guys are funny no i don't think they are though like it's funny for us because there's not stakes it's funny for us because it's like yeah whatever if if these people have a little bit of a harder time accomplishing their goals, it's funny for us. But if I'm actually there and I'm like, hey, Wit, it seems like you clearly know a lot more information. Can you maybe give me a heads up, like clue me in a little bit? And he tells a joke. I'm like, dude, people are dying. It's not funny. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. So I think funny for us. Terrible if you're in in the world okay. here. Okay, that's fair. Uh, um back to just something that we've we've talked about all the time or at least i have um the actual beginning of this section is with kaladin and shallan making their way back in the castle yes Mm -hmm. right and much better banter between these two during during these scenes um i will say extremely frustrating that they do not know each other is like they do not know that the other is like has their magic powers and they can't tell. It's very frustrating. Yeah. I was expecting the whole time, like at some point it to be revealed, <laughs> which like Kaladin figures that out at the end, but right. Yeah. I don't know. Well, at that point, Kaladin has kind of lost his, right? Right. So like, he can't really show it. Mm-hmm. It was still just frustrating. <laughs> It's like, this would be a great bonding experience. Like, it's already a good bonding experience, but, like, doubly so. Right. If we could... Yeah. If we could do this. Yeah, if they, <laughs> if they could be like, wait, you too? Oh. Oh, my gosh. Nice. 
and you had to like follow yeah. a bunch of really strict restrictions with yours right uh wait like ex- like extremely strict or your friend would die oh no he just encourages you to do bad things cool 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 cool, cool. love that love that i'm gonna go fly off i'll see you later <laughs> yeah i also like like kind of in the same vein um Kaladin and and Adeline really like each other. I'm trying to decide if I've come around yet. Come around on Adeline? Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. Nope. <laughs> did he have any setbacks? Like did the did the killing Sadeus thing provide a setback? Honestly, no. Okay. I don't care about that at all. The, the the unfortunate thing is that like now that they made it here, we could have had the opportunity a year from now for them to have their duel and him to just like gin like actually murder him fairly. That's so true. Now that they're like in a safe place. Yeah, this is a good point. I also think it's important to keep in mind Sadeus has been sending literal assassins after Adeline and Dalinar so like this isn't right to me this isn't a big deal that Adeline was like yo I'm tired I'm tired of like killing your assassins I'm I know they're from you you're like basically telling me they're from you I'm gonna just kill you okay like let's just be done with it please right right so like I mean I, we're <laughs> also forgetting the time when he just like abandoned them on the plateau and tried to kill their entire like, <laughs> right. army so <laughs> exactly like the fact that it's taken this long for adeline to kill him is honestly like to his credit you know what i actually think this is giving me this is giving me more positive feelings toward adeline that he didn't just murder him the first <laughs> chance he got because like yeah this is totally fine like i have no moral qualms of him killing sadeus because he's literally tried to kill adeline over and over and over again like right and adeline was even like hey can't we please just not can we please not and Sadeus was like, I'm never not. That's what you think. You think maybe one day I won't, but I will. I'm always. I'm never going to stop. I'm Sadeus. I'm s- terrible. I'm a monster. <laughs> Adam's like, dude, I gave you cha- I gave you so many chances to be like, actually, you guys are right. Right. I really like the moment where he's just like, why are you like this? <laughs> and Sadeus is like, eh, well... <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah hits him with the eh well and oh didn't turn out good for sadeus no no but okay but like so so no setbacks he just hasn't he hasn't gotten to Kaladin levels for you yet <laughs> no not yet he's working on it okay he's working on it though <laughs> um so well this was a big this was a big Kaladin section i was loving it i was loving it the whole time Right, right. One of the coolest intro, like, moments in a scene, I think. You mean is Dalinar? when Kaladin saves Dalinar. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. He's, he, he like, Kaladin, or, like, they see the Dalinar's slowly falling down, and then Kaladin slams to the ground. Very cool. I got hyped. Right. I feel like it's worth it. I feel like it was worth it of him not telling everybody he was a surge binder for this entrance. Yes, because it didn't. It I wouldn't agree. have worked if they all knew he could fly around. But like, the fact that this already godlike character within the camps literally falls from the sky after rescuing your leader, and like starts dueling this legendary assassin, like 
think of how hype okay i think we tend to ignore this because it's not really something that's commented on but imagine just being a, a soldier out there that sees this happen how hype would you be oh god it, i'd be losing it it would be incredible like i would stop whatever i was doing and just be like like falling on the ground screaming because it was so cool <laughs> do you know what i mean i do like I Im- do. <laughs> imagine cool scenes in movies right imagine imagine the first time you saw the third lord of the rings movie and the rohirrim ran in to like help save gondor and it's that cool scene with the speech and like it's incredible Uh imagine that like at 10 million times because it's real life and somebody just fell out of the sky and saved your king or whatever it's so like yeah it would be it would be like hard to even contain the excitement like i I'm sure Brandon didn't write this scene, but I guarantee there's soldiers like looking left and right and like grabbing each other and jumping up and down and screaming because of how excited they are. Right. Right. That, that's not like, just I've me. I've been at a basketball game where a player dunked the ball and it was insanity. <laughs> <laughs> this has got to be a billion times that. Right. This is like your literal life is going to be saved. On top of that, it's just cool as hell. Like, this is the coolest thing you've ever seen in your life. Right. And it's like a like a type of hero that you have has been out of the world for a few thousand years. Right. Right. This is like, this is insanity. This is insanely cool. It would be like if, like, real life Spider-Man came down one day and it was somebody that you knew. It was like Obama or something. Like if Obama was Spider-Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. I Okay, so... So, like, obviously the... I think that most of the soldiers don't know that Shallan is a... Mm-hmm. Is a Radiant. But, like, like Dalinar already knew. Right? I... I like Shallan. I know you don't. So I'm not, like, mad about this. But I do think the moment could have been even cooler if, like, Kaladin was the first. Oh. Like, like if he was the one that they exposed. thought brought the Radiance back. If he seemed to be the first Radiant that they saw. Well, not even that. Like, I don't really care about, like, who brought the Radiance back. Mm-hmm. I just mean, like, I I think we were seeing this from, I forget who, either Dalinar or Adeline's person. No, definitely not Dalinar. It was, like, Adeline, I think. But, like... The cat was kind of already out of the bag. Yeah, with Shallan, with with like a with like a dialogue reveal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like a, a big reveal of Kaladin slamming to the ground after saving Dalinar would have been cooler. I agree with you here. Yeah, I, I mean, of course it would be. And uh, like we've like you've already established, most of the soldiers around this is their inter like this is their introduction. Like, they don't know what yes. Shallan is talking about or, like, what her power is, whatever. I don't know. But Kaladin flying out of the sky and dueling the assassin in white, that's a Knight's Radiant. That's the guy. Right. Um, Man. God, it was so hype. They had to be going nuts. They had to be going nuts. They're loving it. Related to the Knight's Radiance coming back. Lopin starts to get some powers and it manifests in a little baby arm coming out of his stump. Right. <laughs> like, 
it seems like he's gonna get his full arm back from this little thing. What if he doesn't though? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well, here's here's the here's the real thing. Like, I'm I'm assuming he's been exercising. You're gonna say he's unbalanced. He's been doing curls with his normal arm. Uh-huh. New arm is coming out super skinny. Right. It's embarrassing. Right. It does look a little unbalanced. Here's the other issue with it, Luke. Let's say it's a long process to regrow an arm. Let's say it takes let's say it takes a year. I think that's that's a reasonable amount of time. Do you think Lopin like <clears throat> this war is going on, it seems like the Radiants came back because the Voidbringers are around and they're needed. Do you think Lopin starts to see this like how well the battle's going and think, "Oh, this looks like it might end before I get my full arm back." We got to eh, we got to do some sabotage a little bit. We got to slow things down. <laughs> Is the, is that is there a possibility that Lopin is like, ah, things are moving too quick and my whole arm's not back yet? <laughs> um So for for one thing, I, I don't know, I don't think that it works this way in terms of like a, a time thing. I think it's probably more of a quantity of stormlight. Mm. But I I also feel like this is a question for people that have not manifested their powers yet. Where somebody's like, I know I'm going to be a Radiant, but I just haven't been one yet. Do you think people are comparing stories at this point? Like, quick, tell me your backstory. How did you get here? Is it cool? Is it cooler than mine? Hold on. Here's mine. Does mine sound cool? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. every single one of these characters, they had to, they have to have something well, also, epic going well, on. Right. But the thing is, this is also going to be like... You're going to start trying to make friends, actually, because con- since Lopin, like Lopin's experience shows is because Kaladin is a Radiant. Uh-huh. Lopin himself is not one. He's just like a member of Kaladin's squad. Yes. So like if I meet someone where I'm like, you seem very cool, <laughs> I'm going to be super nice to that person. You know what I mean? You're saying Kaladin's going to get a ton of fair weather friends from this. A lot of people are. Kaladin, Shallan, Dalinar now is going to get a bunch of cool friends. And you got to be predicting the next one. Because mm, there's 10. We know there's 10. Well, I don't even know if it's oh. like one. Yeah, that's true, actually. We don't know how many person. there will be. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Because there's 10 orders, but I assume that there's more oh. like individual people that bond Spren. Well, there's more than 10 shard blades, right? So there's got to be. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Mm. This is a good point, yeah. You definitely are making friends, though. You're definitely you're definitely mm. searching for stories. You're sifting through stories of people and, like, finding those stories that are, like, super impressive. And you're attaching yourself to those people very quickly. Yeah. No right. question. Now that we... Mm, this brings me to a different concern, though. And that is the concern of shard blade inflation. Have you thought about this? Ooh. Okay. Because you, it seems like I hadn't thought about this at yet. this point. Shard blades don't go away. Right. We can make more though. 
Here's the qu- well. Here's the question: mm. Do like if let's say Kaladin dies before breaking his oath? Yes. I feel like his shard blade is gone. It's not sticking around. Is that the case? Do you think? I. Mm, that is a good question. I don't know. Because because if not, like if every radiant leaves behind a shard blade, right? There's not actually that many shard blades. No. I don't know. But, so, hmm, I guess my only concern then is, like, we're going to start to devalue the shard blades the more Knights Radiant that there are. Sure. (laughs) This sounds odd because it sounds like I'm speaking in concern for the 1%. And in a way I am. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, okay. I think that the bigger issue is that there's going to be more shard blades out there, not the value of the shard blades is going down, right? Mm-hmm. They're like assault rifles. Yeah, I want, I want fewer out there. <laughs> right, right. That's fair. Yeah. It's kind of an unfair weapon to be dealing with. Kind of, yes. Especially now when it can change shape to whatever you want it to be. Imagine if Kaladin Imagine if Kaladin is like, hey, Sil, can you just make yourself as long and skinny as possible? Just super long and skinny. I'm gonna spin. Here we go. Spin time. <laughs> right, like what's the limit? Sil, you you know what an atom is, right? Can you go what atom thick? Is that a thing we can do? Got to start experimenting. Also, I we're going to get here eventually, so we got to go ahead and say if they can change shape, we're using things these for other things than than fighting, right? Yeah. Obviously, we've got to get there like I'm cutting my onions very easily without without crying. You're cutting them in one slice. What are you talking It's just, hey, Sil, make the onion shape. And it's this ridiculous bladed shape that's only good for one thing, but it does it perfectly. <laughs> make the onion shape. I love that. It could be, yeah, this is very true. It could be anything. <laughs> oh, I'm making mashed potatoes and I forgot my potato masher. No, I didn't. Sil? Potato masher. Uh, that's less useful, though, because it's too... All right, fine. You need more blunt force than that one. Fair enough. Well, they made it a hammer. Not she true. made a hammer at one point. That's true. And a shield. And a shield. So, so potato masher is totally in. Potato masher's in. Um yeah, we got listeners, give us your give us your best your best shapes for this. What are these shard these weapons turning tense. into? The more the more obscure use case, the better. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. This might be a hot take. Are these better than lightsabers? Define like better in what way? More uh, useful, yes. Cooler, more useful. Uh, better. You know, better. <laughs> I mean, I would say more yes. Good. Like, if I'm choosing one to have, yeah, maybe that's for sure. Maybe that's the question. You're choosing this or a lightsaber. You're definitely choosing this, right? Right. Yeah. Oof. Like Kaladin's fight where he didn't even really have to think about it that much. And it was just like changing 
very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat. Yeah. Where it was like a weapon that's in sync with Kaladin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's I, in my mind, it has all the perks of a lightsaber and like zero drawbacks. Hey, okay. Here's the like, how do you beat someone actually? Okay. Because if I, let's say, let's say you and I mm-hmm. are fine. Yeah. If I, if I swing a blade at you really hard, you block it, but I swung it too hard. So it like knocked your shield away. Oh, now I have another opportunity. I swing it again. That's too bad because your shield is back. Like, how do I win? <laughs> Luke, you've chosen a very specific set of circumstances that we're dealing with here in a fight where the only way to win is if you knock your opponent's weapon away and then hit him with a strike. Like, Kaladin got some hits on Seth. Yeah, but that's because Seth doesn't have the thing. Seth's is always a sword. Um, like, his his thing can reappear you're Instantly. saying, yeah, I see what you're saying. You're saying because Syl can appear as any weapon or shield, how are you going to hit Kaladin? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work. <laughs> it's a good question. And the answer is, I have no idea. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure we're going to see some eventually. Like, there's going to be fights right. among them. Well, I mean, I will say I don't think that, like, fights between Radiance happens, actually. Mm, you know what I mean? I, I mean, know. maybe they do, but... I feel like they all have very specific vibes, and there can be a lot of... Like, in a lot of the pre-chapter texts we read, it sounded like there was a civil war of sorts that happened within the Knights Radiant. Mm. Maybe I was reading those incorrectly, but... It sounded like the sky, what Skybreakers was one of them, mm-hmm. and that was what Zeth is joining. I thought that they had some kind of beef or like controversy with the rest of the Knights Radiant. Maybe. So, we we'll see. I will also say, we're definitely going to have to see Kaladin take on Moash at some point. Granted, Moash doesn't have the right. like cool shape shifting swords, but. You know, he's got a sword. He does. He does. Um, what are our thoughts on, like, quickly? What are our thoughts on Moash? Uh, like, obviously, we're not fans, but I feel like he like recognizes that he did the wrong thing. Yeah, I agree with you. It feels like he's in over his head at this point, mm-hmm. and he like has to go with Grave because he really has no other option. Like he's hitched his cart to this horse. And so he's got to go, but right. So, so redemption is still possible. I guess I'm not very sympathetic though, because it seems like the only point where he decided what he was doing was wrong was after Kaladin got his cool power up. Right. Like he was about to kill Kaladin. Cause he was like, no, we got to do this. And what in my mind, Moash would be kind of cool and reasonable if he had been like, actually, Kaladin, you're clearly going to die from the punch I just gave you, and yet you're still willing to stand up for this. You're my friend. You gave me this shard plate and shard blade, so you know what? I'll trust you this this, this last time. And, like, okay. I won't kill the king. Because, sure, you're, you sounds like this is really important to you, bud. Like, okay. there, I was... I, I think that that's fair. That, that was why I just felt like Moash was a little lame. 
at that point because like Kaladin, <laughs> even without all the powers, Kaladin was, was doing something that was like supernatural and like right it's it's at that point where you got to be like uh i i'm probably the bad guy right you have to ask yourself the question if the roles were reversed would i still be doing this like would i be so convinced i was right that i would be doing this now and if the answer is no then you should probably hear kaladin out right right okay so we so we're 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 basically done with moash no like maybe a possibility of of redemption but like barring something absurd he's we're we're against him yeah i I mean i i think it's important to note that these books are like entirely about redemption like that's like the main theme of these books Mm -hmm. so like for sure it's possible that moash will come back and we'll be on team moash but uh right now not looking too good not looking great Okay, my last note here is Seth, the assassin, gets a new shark. The sword! He got the sword! The sword. I was so hyped about this. Yes, this is the sword from Warbreaker. I forget the name. I also forget that. It's like darkness. I want to say the sword is like darkness or something. Uh, uh, We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But very cool, very good reveal. I feel I don't know if it counts as a shard blade. Uh, granted, we don't really know what it can do. I don't think it's a shard blade. But like blade, I feel like no. it's misleading to call it a shard blade. Uh, but but the thing is, uh, what else do you call it? Like in this universe, you can't just call it a sword because it's way more than a sword. Mm-hmm. So you've got to I feel like this is the first word that you use for it and then you work out what the actual name is later. Okay. But you have to use sure. a word that people know before you can come up with a new word for what it actually is. Uh, I'm very worried That's about fair. this sword being in this universe, though. Okay. Why? This sword is terrifying. Like, the few times we've seen somebody use this sword, which, if you haven't read Warbreaker and you want to learn more about the sword, read Warbreaker, because the sword is featured prominently mm-hmm. in it, and... Man, this sword is terrifying. <laughs> right. Is it more so than a shard blade, though? Yeah, because the sword is, like, sentient. Yeah, but so is so are the shard blades because they're spread. The shard blades aren't begging for you to go around murdering people. <laughs> right. The shard blades, you, most people can't even hear their screaming right but uh, okay yes 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 this sword is like actively whispering to you hey you should pull me out of the sheath and use me to cause chaos and destruction <laughs> this sword is so dangerous right because it says it says like it's fighting evil but it doesn't really know what it means um yeah i feel like very irresponsible to give this to seth <laughs> it's like very emotionally unstable i think okay I actually agree with the Herald of Justice here. And I think Seth is maybe one of the best people to have this sword. Ooh, okay. I agree that Seth is like a perfect avatar of like following the rules. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I think that that means he should get a very cool, dangerous sword, though. I think it does. I think it makes it more safe because you just have to be like, all right, Seth, here's the rule. You can't ever take the sword out of the sheath. Sorry. Them's the rules. And I know you're going to follow it. Okay. 
So I think it's going to be fine. I see. I foresee no problems okay. with this sword. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're optimistic. There's one other thing here that kind of threw me off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Dalinar is is asking for a miracle at one point where his troops are surrounded by Parshendi or Royan's troops are surrounded by Parshendi and he's like was it Navali I think is her name Navani I think Navani he's like Navani I need that miracle now and she's like you got it and she's set up these like tents for the archers to go in to be able to use their arrows and it seemed like they had set it up to where the the tents were using the same mechanism as the bridge thing where they like mm-hmm. came up when you threw something down was that was that the case um like they threw rocks down and then the top of the tents came up counter something like that, that. okay cuz there were two parts I, mean, I think of the this. the main thing was just so that the archers could could work right my this isn't a miracle this is a this is a tent like you are you have it already it's a tent right what why do we need what why what what is the miracle here I, i'm not <laughs> i don't know i don't know what's happening i think the only thing here that is potentially a miracle is it sounds like she invented a dehumidifier so that the like right, inside the nice. tent wasn't super humid yes but um i it, it i agree it doesn't seem like 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 we're we're overusing the word miracle here um i also have a question which is like how quickly does humidity cause problems with bow strings yeah i know because it would seem like you could get uh, at least like 30 minutes of arrows off and even if your bow is completely wrecked so. you're gonna die anyway right right i mean i i don't really know like archery experts that listen to the pod let me know um we, we're not waxing these bowstrings I'm or not something saving my bowstring no i'd rather live thank you yeah you can get another one if you live you can get another one at least try mm-hmm. i don't know i i i it's a valid point yeah. it also seems like something where they should have found a solution a long time ago like Imagine the first army that figures out how to make waterproof bowstrings. All right. Well, we're only fighting the in the rain. Is, though, because like, okay, but but like the only time that you can fight in the rain is during the weeping. It's not. Wait, is that the only time it rains? It's not a high storm. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Ooh. I don't know either. Yeah, uh, I can't remember if we've seen rain that wasn't a high storm. Actually, I feel like it's got. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's our next. Uh, we've got a lot of questions. Fair for enough. If Fair you, enough, you know. though. Yeah. If if the high storms are the only time they get rain, then yeah, you're probably not fighting in one of those anyway. Right. Right. All right. Fine. Okay. La- last. Real last note. Um uh dalinar gets to bond with the storm father that's got to be like like scoreboard over the rest of you guys right yeah but he doesn't get a sword storm father's like all right fine yeah. you can bond with me but i'm not really into it 
<laughs> it yeah, felt I'm not sure what it means. <laughs> it felt too easy to me too. He knew the words, Dan. He knew the words. Is that all it takes? Cause like I can yeah. tell you the words. Do you wanna bond with a spread? It's it's super cool. You get cool powers. And a sword. I guess that the Sprint also do have to accept the words. Sure. Which the Stormfather does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. But, like, the Sprint want to be alive. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess. It seems like the Sprint want. I mean, they're still alive, like, in the other. So, like, I don't know if they want to be alive if they're going to bond with, like, some, <laughs> some terrible person. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Still, it felt a little too quick. It felt a little unearned to me. Okay, sure. He, he's, he's earned it for okay, sure. Okay, all right, fine. It did feel earned, but it felt like it was too simple. Like it would be, it would be ridiculous. Like, okay, Stormfather, you've been sending me visions for months. <laughs> like you're gonna text me back or what? Come on. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, fine. Give it to Dalinar. Make him a freaking Knight's Radiant. Good for. Good for Dalinar. He 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 smiths bonds now. Whatever um, that means. Good. <laughs> Whatever that means, which we will figure out, right? Because because we're staying with the Stormlight Archive. We're actually first going to read the novella that takes place between this and the next book. That's called Edge Dancer. We're going to do one episode on that. And then we're going to start the next book, which is Oathbringer. So a lot of Stormlight Ar- I'm too into the Stormlight Archive uh, to stop now. They're very good. Very immersive, Luke. We love this one. Brandon did a great job here with Words of Radiance. I will say, quick, quick little critique here. You might not have had okay. this experience. I wanted somebody to die at the end of this one. Like a main character to die. I wanted somebody, yeah, big and important to die here. Like you, like, okay. Like you wanted the Game of Thrones treatment of like too many good things happened without someone, without realistically someone needing to die. Yeah. Like some big character. I wanted a big character to die here. It didn't have to even be like a good guy. It could have been, I guess, Sadeus died. Yeah. I mean, well, I, he's not that big of a character though. No. Not in the grand scheme of things. Right. This is my one thing, though, is I just I kind of felt like I wanted somebody to die here at the end. There was like it almost felt okay. like there was too much good, cool stuff that happened. Right. The end we actually got. We went plus one instead of minus any because because Yasna comes back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That's, that's I, we, we can count that as a, as a critique. I we're if we're doing like very short reviews since we're coming into it, I don't really have anything interesting to say as a review other than just like big fan quite like the books (laughs) right i think we're both big fans here yeah yeah Um, but uh but yeah okay yes next week read edge dancer edge dancer next week we'll come with the hot takes and also be dumb nerds (laughs) 